0: Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Here, Jeremiah 29, 11, real quick, and uh, we're looking at uh, Finding God's Purpose for You, Part 3. This is the third message in the series here, and uh, we're going to get into this today. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Do you know God has thoughts that He's thinking towards you? Did you know he had thoughts about you before you even were conceived in this earth? You know, he's thinking about you today. Amen. God thinks about you. He loves you. He's a good father. Amen. And he has good thoughts. I remember I was going down the road one time. I'll never forget. And I was thinking about my wife. You know, I was like, man, I want to be a blessing to her. You know, I was going down the road and the Lord spoke to me. He says, you know what? He says, that's how I think about you all the time, Jeremiah. He says, I'm thinking of how I can be a blessing to you. I'm thinking how I can help you with your life, praise the Lord. Think about that today. God's thinking about you today. He wants to be a blessing to you today, amen. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Isn't that good to think about? God has an expected end for everybody. He expects you to get to somewhere. He he expects you to fulfill your destiny here on this earth, you know. God wants you to fulfill your purpose. He didn't design you not to fulfill your purpose on this earth. He wants you to fulfill your purpose and get to that expected end that he has for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Amplified says it like this, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not of evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Think about that now. He says, I have plans and I have thoughts. And he also says he has a final outcome for you. He has a place that he wants you to be a final outcome. And he has a plan all planned out and a purpose all planned out for you. Did you know that? He he has plans for you. You know, he doesn't make anything without a purpose. You know, God doesn't create anything without purpose involved. You know, he planned it. He planned you. Hey, man, you say, well, I, I was born in the backseat of a car with my, my mama and my daddy. No, <laughs> you weren't. I hope your spirit went into your body, you know, and God brought your spirit from heaven. There's a scriptures that talk about that, how your spirit came from heaven into your body They really use the spirit on the inside of you. Not that, not your physical body. It's the spirit that's in your body. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the message says, I have planned it all out. <laughs> Isn't that good to know? He's planned it all out. You say, well, he has not he's not planned out my life well he has he's planned it all out god's not a, not a person that doesn't plan. you know my wife's a planner she likes to plan stuff boy i tell you she likes to plan it down to the detail you know she plans big meetings for different people and stuff like that and uh, she plans it down to the detail. Do you know god's like that he planned your life out to the detail he wanted you to do certain things you say well how do i know that you know you know, the very hairs on your head are counted is what Jeremiah, the Bible talks about with Jeremiah. He didn't just count Jeremiah's hairs and not yours. No, he 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 thinks of all the details when it comes to you. That he has a reason for you being on this planet. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Think about that. God wants you to have a future and a hope. You know, I I feel strong when somebody hears me out there. They're needing hope, you know. Well, God wants you to know you have some hope today. Hey, man, he has a future and a hope all planned out for you. You say, how do you know that? Well, we're going to look at that. We're talking about that today. But he has a future and a hope. He has a place that he wanted you to be. He has a place in his mind that he wanted you to get to. He has a place that he wants you to fulfill. And it's a good dream that he has for you. Did you know that? He does. He, had, he didn't just do that for Jeremiah. You know, the Bible says that he's not a respecter of persons. That means if you look up respecter of persons, it means he doesn't do it for one person and not another. He didn't do it for Jeremiah and not want to do that for you. Amen. He didn't. He didn't do that for Jeremiah and him becoming a prophet and doing his destiny and Jonah. And you look at David. He did these people, Paul, and the Pauline epistles. You know, he did, he didn't just want to help them. No, he's not a respecter of persons. He wants you to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life. He do, he doesn't just do it for one thing for another person, not for you. That means today, if you needed healing and you've seen someone else get healed god wants you healed right he doesn't just want to heal somebody else and not you he wants to heal you too he's not a respecter of persons right and he'll do the same thing he did for them for you will he not yeah he's a good father uh, somebody's been lying about him haven't they? you know he's a good father and he wants to take care of you praise the lord amen we're going to be talking about more about god's purpose for you did you want to know a little bit more i hadn't even got into it we're just looking at the opus Deen scriptures there But uh, we're going to be talking about God's purpose for you again here. Did you know God has a purpose for everyone on this planet? Not just you. He has a purpose for everybody on this planet. You're not here by accident or by chance. You're here for a purpose. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? You know, there's people walking this this earth right now. They're wondering, why am I here? (laughs) There's people living on the streets right now, laying down in the street, drinking themselves to death, wondering why they are here. You know, there's people right now, you know, they're sleeping under a bridge wondering why I'm here. There's people in fancy mansions right now wondering why am I here? And God has the answer to all that. And we're going to talk about how you find out those answers. But he has a reason for everybody being here. Why are you here today? Think about that today. I want you to think about that all week this week. You know, God has you here for a reason. Maybe you're saying I'm here. I'm too young to have a purpose. You know, I, I, you know, you're never too young to have a purpose. It doesn't matter how early you start and how young you are. You know, God started doing me when I was very young. You know, He wants you to have a purpose for your life. Maybe you're saying you're you're too old today. I, I'm too old. He can't use me today. You know, Abraham, He used him at 75. That's when He started <laughs> at 75 years old. God calls him out of his homeland and tells him, "Hey, I'm going to have you go to a place you've never been." <laughs> 75 years old you know you're never too old and we don't retire in the kingdom of god right i mean you can do something there's something you can do god has a dream for you you can do something and uh, you don't need to be limited to him he can help you with whatever you you want to fulfill whatever dream he's put in your heart right you know you're never too old you know maybe you're saying i'm too old no you're not too old God has a purpose for you. Let's go where we left off last week in Isaiah 46, Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. I'm going to be reading now the New International Version. Isaiah 46, 8 through 10 in the New International Version says, remember this, keep it in mind. Take it to your heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other I like that. Isn't that good? He's letting you know there's not another God, right? And there's no one that can challenge him, right? You know, I mean, people may today, they say, well, man, I'm serving this. No, but that's not God, right? You say, whatever it is and whoever it is, whatever religion it is, he says, there's only one, right? And you know, when the dust clears, there's only going to be one, you know, he's going to be the only one standing and he's going to be the one that has the final say Isn't that, right? I am God and there is no other, I am God and there is none like me. I like that. And you know, there isn't another one like him. He does things different than everything everybody else does. You know, God has his own way of doing things. I make known the end from the beginning, right? It says he makes known the end from the beginning, Wow, that's powerful to think about. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. (laughs) I like that. Isn't that good to think about? My purpose will stand and I will do all that I please, you know? This is why people are depressed and living on the street, right? Because they're trying to do the things they want to do, but they know that there's something they're supposed to be doing. And it makes them very sad when they're not fulfilling what they're supposed to be doing. You know, this is why people drink. This is why people do drugs. This is why people are, you know, they're doing so much drugs that it's just causing them not to fulfill their purpose for their life. This is why they're in debauchery. This is why they're out there, doing, you know, because they don't have no vision and they don't have their purpose for their life. You know, when you don't know your purpose, it causes you to live a life not going any direction. You know, what is that they said that? Uh, that, uh, that quote there that said, you know, if you don't have a direction for your life, any road will get you there, you know. Think about that today, you know. You can take any road, you know, you need to nowhere if you want to, but uh, God has a specific purpose in mind for you, you know. I remember I was on the highway one time, you know, and I was coming back on the road, you know, and I'm just burn, 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 driving my my car, you know, (laughs) and I'm going down the road, you know, and and I accidentally got on the turnpike and man, I just kept going. I was like, oh man, there was no get off, you know, no place to get off the ramp, you know, I was like, oh no. And I just kept driving and driving. I was like, Lord, how far am I gonna get out of town? And I kept driving, kept driving, couldn't get off there. You know, well, any road will take you where you don't wanna go, right? But God has a specific road in mind for us. Say, man, he says, my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. Notice God finishes a thing, then he starts it. That's how God does things. He finishes a thing and then he starts it. You say, well, what does that mean? You know, how, how, how does he do that? Well, we're going to talk about that. You know, he finishes a thing and then he starts it. That's what he did with your life. He finished what you were supposed to do and then he started it. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. God finishes things before he starts them. This is a very important, it's very important to understand when you come to talking about finding your purpose. Your purpose is finished within you. You say, what does that mean? Well, you know, I'm outside my my son currently right now, he's out there on a swing, you know, and he's swinging back and forth and I'll push him. He'll go swinging every direction, you know. He, he just loves his swing. He'll spend hours on his swing. He likes just swinging and swinging and swinging. He loves it. This is a round swing and he'll lay across it and he might fly, you know, he might sit back in the swing, put his, his head back, you know, in his hands, you know, he may fly every direction, you know, on that swing. But I remember when the swing came, you know, we were excited, you know, we got it in the mail, you know, and you know, we get this box, you know, had the brand on the box, you know. You uh, know, we got the box in the mill. You know, and get, all these parts were there. You know, and my wife's like, "Hey, you need to put this together." You know, of course, she always wants me to put together these crazy tasks. You know, <laughs> you know, you look at it, you're like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, they'll uh, bring home a Lego set that has a million pieces. you are like, "Hey, put this together." You know, I'm like, "What? No!" You know, uh, you know, I don't want to spend my lifetime putting, building something huge. You know, <laughs> you know they told me to put this together. I said, all right, all right. You know, so I start putting it together, you know, has the company's name on the box, you know, has a set of directions. I don't know about you guys, but I look at the pictures, you know, I don't ever read it, but I look at the pictures, you know, and I'm looking at all the pictures, you know, it says put this part together first and put this part together next. And, put this part together next, you know, and I'm putting this thing, it's a round thing, you know, you can kind of lay back in, you know, this type of swing, you know, not just a regular swing, it's one of them fancy ones where you can lay back in it, you know, really cool swing, you know, and I'm pulling all the parts out, putting it together, you know, some of them even come with tools, you know, I'm pretty sure this one had the tools with it and everything, I think you can look at the picture in the box and see how it's supposed to be put together, you know. But it's interesting, you know, when you, you put it together right, you, you you pull it out, you put the parts together right, it prevents injury, you know, I don't want to see my kid swinging him fly off into the grass, you know, <laughs> knock himself out on a rock, I, I don't want to see that, you know, I want to put it together right, and, you know, my wife would get me too, you know, I don't want her to get me because I didn't put it together right, you know, it's like, why didn't you put it together right, you know, it flies off five miles in the grass, you know. But you want to put it together right so that it holds the weight and it holds perfectly on the branch that it's going to be hanging from, you know, and you want to make sure it's structured just right, you know, so I'm putting all the parts together, you know. But uh, you want it all together right so you can enjoy the fullness of the swing, you know. You want to make sure you put it together right in every way, you know. God did that with us, didn't he, right? He he wants to make sure your life's put together so you can enjoy it to its fullest, right? Right. You know, even before, you know, the swing was put together, you know, some they had to test these swings at some point and make sure that they're able to do this. They can hold the weight and do what they're supposed to do, you know, but it was all within the swing. You know, they want to make sure it's all all of it's been tested, ready to go, you know, ready for the things of life, you know, that the swings going to face, you know. Maybe there's going to be a fat kid in the swing, or maybe there's going to be a thin kid in the swing, or maybe your mama's going to get in the swing. You know, you never know who's going to get in the swing. We got to have this thing strong, test it. We don't want someone to die on the swing, you know. (laughs) You say, what do you mean by all that? I'm just joking with you. But, you know, God wants to, He he's tested your life and he's tested you before you ever got here, you know, and he knows the fortitude that you can handle, you know, before you ever hit this life, you know. Think about that today, you know, all the things were tested and made sure it was ready to go, you know, and everything we needed was within the box. Think about that today, you know, it was all within the box and, and then when they got it all ready after testing it and they sent it out, it was finished, ready to go. And then it was ready, you get it in the mail, you know, you pull everything out of the box and you start using it, you know, think about that, you know, it's, it'll fulfill its purpose it's already been checked. Everything's ready. They even put the manual in there before it ever got to your place, you know, because God knew or that they knew before it got here that they needed to have all these things and how many ropes needed to be in there, how strong the ropes needed to be, you know, so that it could fulfill its purpose and work best the way it needed to work, you know. Think about that. That's powerful to think about, isn't it? Well, you know, I also remember we got this car, you know, me and my wife, we have a, a Nissan Cube, man. I don't know if you ever seen that. Boy, every time I pull up, it seems like into a, a, uh, a food place or something like that. And you're like, man, that's a sweet ride, man. You know, it's my Nissan Cube, you know, and uh, I love that car. I, I don't think I'd trade it for a Lexus or Trade it for a Mercedes. I just love that car. It's just cool. You know, it's spacious. It's got everything you can think of, you know. But I remember we got this car, you know, me and my wife, we went down to the dealership, you know, and went to Nissan. And uh, I'll never forget, you know, when we got there, you know, they were the salesman purchasing this Nissan that we actually bought and drove us to another parking lot because we we're looking for cars, you know. And uh, my wife riding in that that cube, she wanted that car, boy, all the way over to the next parking lot. She's like, I like this one that we're in, you know. And I'm like, honey, let's go look over there, you know. But I really like this one, you know. And I'll never forget, you know, we ended up getting that car, taking that car home, got our picture on this. Uh, you know, they took our picture of this outside the car, you know. <laughs> got me in shorts going, hey, you know, I got this car, you know. And I'll never forget, though, when we got the car, it had everything in it, though, that we needed, you know. Everything it was meant to do was within the car. You know, they even gave us a manual. said Nissan on the front to know how to function, this this car to function, how how far to get with the oil, you know, before the oil is supposed to be changed, what type of oil to do, uh, to put it in this car, you know, all the things to make it function at its best to get the best performance out of the car. It had a push button start, still have it, you know, it's got a push button start, you know, on that car. You know, it has everything within itself to do what it needs to do. It's got a rear face camera when I'm backing up, I can see behind me just by looking in the camera, you know, I don't have to look backwards. I'll oh, forget that, man. I'll just look in the rear facing camera, you know, and I cannot hit a squirrel or a rabbit, you know, I, I can drive perfectly in my cube, you know, <laughs> you know, and it has a spare tire underneath the back and has a jack, you know. Actually, in the floorboard below the uh, the floorboard, right behind my seat, you can open up a, a a compartment there, and your jack goes in there. You can get your jack out, you know, just in case you have a flat. You know, has everything in it that you need. You know, has a cup holder while I'm driving. Right next to me, I can sit my cup, you know, and drive. You know, have my coffee, and I'm ready to go. You know, it's pretty sweet, you know, it's got everything within it, you know, that I need to to, to drive and get where I need to go and enjoy the trip, you know, and uh, everything I need to fulfill the purpose that that car is supposed to fulfill, you know, it's got everything in there, you know, but everything was within it when I got it, right? And that's how God creates you. Everything's within you before you even start this life. Did you realize that today? He didn't create you with a flaw. He didn't create you not to fulfill a purpose. No, you were tested and ready to go before you ever came out. Matter of fact, he put his image on you. Just, you know, it says Nissan on that car, you know, slapped a, a Nissan on the front of the car, you know, All right, right there on the car and the front of the grill there. It says Nissan and it says cube down there, you know, and, he, and God put his image on you. Do you know that? And you're supposed to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life because he put everything within you to fulfill that purpose wow he did that with jesus ephesians 1 9 through 10 he says having made known unto us the mystery of his will did you know your will his will for you is a mystery you know you may say well i know what i'm supposed to do on this earth well do you <laughs> it's a mystery you know and i'll show you why here in just a moment though but it's a mystery you know god put a mystery within you his purpose is a mystery within you we're going to look at that having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself. Isn't that interesting to see what he said there? He said, "He said, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. What does he mean by all that? <laughs> He said he purchased purpose on the inside, Then he? Hath purpose in himself. That means your purpose is within yourself, right? That's why people have trouble knowing their purpose is because they don't understand it's within themselves. And it's complete. It's ready to go, just like that vehicle and that swing. It's complete, ready to go. It's all finished. And it's just waiting for you to start it, right? We're going to look at that. So notice a purpose of a thing is within itself right? Yeah, it's within itself. Jesus purposed in, within himself and your purpose, He put pur- pur- his purpose within himself, and he put your purpose within you, yourself. It is finished within you. What does that mean? Well, I remember, you know, I was in church, you know, and I'll never forget, you know, my mom started taking me to churches. We went to several different churches, you know, because I, we, were, we started in a church where this lady was on the back of the back of the church you know and she was filing her nails and my mom just wouldn't settle for that she didn't want a church where there wasn't the power of god and there wasn't a flow of the spirit that's what she was raised in and she wanted to get me in that type of church you know and i'll never forget you know so we, we her and my grandfather started looking for me in church you know and he he knew what she was talking about so he was helping her find this church you know so every sunday my grandfather would get me up and i'd take a friend with me and we'd go to visit all these churches you know until we found a church you know my mom obviously wanted to make sure i was in the right and, environment you know and i started going to all these churches you know and uh, man i'll tell you it was an interesting deal to travel and go to different churches you'd be surprised how different churches can be you know and uh, i mean we, we're in the city here of oklahoma and so there's lots of churches so he's trying to find one with a power of god flowing. i mean we went to many churches before he found really a, a powerful church you know and i'll never forget we got to this one particular church you know and I got in there, you know, and I just started enjoying church. You know, I didn't enjoy it before, you know, really. It was more of just a routine when I was going to church before. But man, when I got to this church, I'll never forget, we came in the back and it was just like there was something going on. People were standing up. They were excited about the service, you know. The power of God was just flowing something else, you know. So I started going. I was excited. I started bringing my friends and Man, I had friends getting saved and all kinds of things, you know. And but I'll never forget, you know, I was in the I was going to this church for some time after some time. I was in the middle of the church in the middle pew, and I'll never forget the pastor was preaching. And man, he would dress so nice. He would have on these beautiful suits, you know. And he he was a businessman and he he treated church like a business. He wanted to be there early. He would say, I'm the first one here. He he was there to pray. It'd be like early morning. His car was the first one in the parking lot. He wanted the power of God in that church, you know, and he'd have a beautiful watch on. He'd look sharp. You know, he was on TV a lot, and but he had a power of God just flowing through his life, you know, and he'd get up there and he'd preach. And I'll never forget, you know, in that middle row of that church, you know, it wasn't real full that night. And I'll never forget, I was looking up and I saw him ministering and encouraging those people and tell them they could do better with their lives and fulfill their purpose, you know, and I said, man, I, that's what I'm called to do. I know that's what I'm called to do, you know. My mom got me in the right environment, right? And she got me in an environment where I could see clearly my purpose, you know. Purpose has so much to do with environment, you know. A blade came up that day, you know, from, you know, inside me, a blade came up You know, I I started having a leaf come out of the ground, you know, when I was in the right environment. Environment's important to you. Environment's key to fulfilling your purpose for God. You know, after I heard some teaching for a while, I was watching, listening to ministers and things like that. I'll never forget that I saw another minister on TV, one of my favorite ministers to this day, you know, and he was teaching on TV, talking about purpose and vision, you know. And those are two of the areas God used me a lot to minister to others, you know. But uh, he was teaching on purpose and vision, and I'll never forget him teaching on the purpose and vision. I just saw him, and I just knew within myself, you know, because I was in that environment, that that's what I was called to do was to minister, you know. And it's interesting when you get yourself in the right environment, you you see what your purpose is. Why is that? We're going to talk about that. You see, your life is a seed, right? You're you're a seed. You know, even, you know, before you're born, you're called, you know, the seed of a man, you know, we're called seeds, you know, but you're a spiritual seed from God too. You see your life as a seed and to know God's purpose, you you then have to know the, and put the seed in the right environment. That's why it's a mystery to people. They don't know God's purpose for their life because they have never put themselves in the right environment. Then you start seeing a blade come up. You start seeing things come out of your life, you know. This is why people are sad though that they aren't going to church. They're not in the right environment, or they're they're not going to meetings, or they're not getting themselves around the light, or, or getting themselves in the right environment. It's, you know, they're getting depressed. It's because they're not putting themselves in the right environment. The purpose is hidden within the thing. You know, a seed today, you know, if you went out and looked at seeds, the purpose is hidden within the seed, you know. We have many trees out here on my property here where we're at, and, uh, you know, they they go sky high. We have some big ones. Matter of fact, I just had a big limb fall, you know, big old limb, you know, but they just go sky high. We have some big old trees on this property, you know. Uh, My wife's out in Arbor right now, and they, they sent me some pictures, just some beautiful sky high trees, just beautiful landscapes, you know. But how do the trees come from a small seed? Some of them apple seeds, if they're an apple, you know, oranges, you know, they come from seeds, you know. And you think about that. We don't know it's an apple tree when we look at that seed. We don't know what it is when we see the seed, you know, that hidden potential within them. We, We don't know what it is until it grows up and it becomes what it's supposed to come. That's why no one else can tell you what your purpose is. That's why no one else can tell you, you know, what God's called you to do, you know. Because it's a hidden thing within you. Your purpose is hidden within you. To tap into your purpose, you must be in the right environment. And you start seeing that purpose more and more. You know, just like my wife has tons of plants out against, uh, she has a big separate room with glass all around it, you know. And uh, she has plants all around the glass, you know, because they want that light, you know. And then sometimes we have to get together as a team and water them all because my wife has so many plants. She has them out on our deck. She has them out on the side there. We have to water them as a team sometimes, you know. We'll just be taking things of water out there to water them all, you know, because they need light, they need water, you know, and they also need the right ground. They need the right nutrients to develop that seed, right? And so it's important that they're in the right environment, you know. We even need this, and people even know this in the natural, you know. My son was up in Alaska, I'll never forget, you know, and he moved here not too long ago. He moved to Arizona. But he was in Alaska, and the environment's dark and bleak most of the time there, you know, cold. He would talk about, how you'd have to go take the ice off his car all the time, just got tired of it, you know, because he's used to living in Oklahoma, you know. But, I mean, it's just cold and dark a lot of times in Alaska, you know. There's sometimes it's a little bit, you know, it gets nicer weather, but it's cold and bleak a lot, you know, in, in Alaska. And it's interesting, you know, because that can cause things that, you know, Just physically, you know, you can get depressed because it's dark outside, get depressed because it's cold in the snow. You know, it's environment causes us to be what we're supposed to be. Environment's key to you fulfilling your dream that God has called you to do, you know. And people don't realize this, especially with Christians. They're looking for their purpose and they're looking all over for it, but it's within them. And it has to be within the right environment to see what you're called to do. I was uh, at a church, in an environment for my purpose to produce. Think about that. You know, I'm in a, an environment where the glory of God's go, flowing and, and, you know, I'm getting the nutrients that I need and I'm getting the water from the word that I need, you know, and all of a sudden a blade comes up and I'm seeing my purpose, you know, that, that God's originally called me to do, you know, before that, I just want to be a rock star. I just want to rock out, you know, I want to be like everybody else. I want to do what... You know, something around me that's, you know, but when you get that purpose on the inside of it, you just know it'll fulfill you. You know, it's amazing, you know, when you're in the right environment. All people are seeds on the earth. Matthew 16, 36 through 58 says it like this. This is the 13th chapter, 13th chapter and 36th verse. It says, then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. His disciples came unto him saying, declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth good seed is the Son of Man. Notice he compares the Son of Man to a good seed, right? But yeah, he compares Jesus to a seed. Wow, that's interesting to think about, isn't it? The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. Jesus he even considered his own life as a seed. He considered you as seeds, right? You know, most things have to do with sowing and reaping when it comes to the kingdom of God. You'd be surprised, you know, so much to do with sowing and reaping. But this is how God does things. He puts the purpose within it, makes sure it has everything it needs and that it needs to be in the right environment. Amen. John 10, 12 and the 20th verse says it like this. He says, and there were certain Greeks among them that came to the... Uh, to worship at G- at the feast there, this is the twentieth verse here, and I'm reading now the King James Version. He said the same came there, to Philip, which was of the Beth Bethesda and Galilee, and desired him saying, Sir, we would see Jesus now the Greeks are coming to see Jesus. Think about that, you know he's like, hey, here comes the Greeks, you know, and uh, they're coming to see Jesus. And Jesus is in a different mindset, though. He's thinking about something else. Listen to what he says here. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew and Philip tell Jesus, and Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Think about that. He compared his life to a seed, a corn of wheat, (laughs) you know, your life is a seed and you've got to be in the right environment. And it's important that you're placing yourself in the right environment. What happens if you don't put yourself in the right environment? You know, fish have to be in the water or they don't function the way they're supposed to be outside the water they'll die. You know, if you're not in the right environment, you're going to have issues. You, You wonder why people go crazy and why people have such major issues? Well, are they in the right environment? You know? But God, but notice God considers us as seeds, and Jesus considered himself a seed. So your purpose is hidden until it is put in the right environment. You say, Well, what do you mean by that? You know, well, you know, you really don't even know what you're capable of doing unless you're in the right environment. It'll blow you away with the purpose that God puts on the inside of you. What what kind of an environment does a seed need? Well, you can just put it in. You can't just put it on concrete and expect it to grow. You know, if I took a seed and I tossed it on concrete, <coughs> excuse me, that seed wouldn't produce anything. You know, and that's the problem with so many people. Their seed's not in the right environment, and they're not producing anything. They're not producing anything in their life. They're not fulfilled. They're depressed. They're sad and. Oh, you know, but when you're in the right environment, you're just thriving. You just accomplish the th- these things and you don't even know how you do it. You know, when you're in the right environment, you thrive. Think about that today. We we're talking about, I believe it was the week or the week before or last week or the week before when we were talking about this message, we were talking about the redwoods and how they just grow and they thrive, you know. Well, look at the environment. They just thrive because they're in the right environment. They're seeds that are supposed to be growing in the right environment. Amen. Abraham, uh, Adam needed certain things to grow, and God put him in the right environment. Look at Adam's environment. Adam, boy, he had the sunshine. You know, he made. He said, a light bee he gave him sunshine, and he gave him a beautiful garden. You know, and and God's presence was there because He was there. You know. The glory of God in that, he had the right environment. Think about that, to thrive and grow, you know. God walked with him in the cool of the day, you know. He was there with him, you know, an environment with God, you know. He had he had animals. He had all this stuff, you know. He even gave him a helpmate, you know, had a right environment, you know, someone to help him that was there with him, you know. He's in the right environment. He, he was there with all the things he needed and put him in the right environment, just like a fish needs its environment, you know, and, and, uh, you know, you think about all the things that need to have their right environment, you know, to function and do what they need to do. God put him, in, he put him in the right environment, and it's important that you're in that environment. What happened when Adam got out of that environment? See, you, you t- we think about, you know, Adam in that environment and he fell, you know. Well, it wasn't this that he felt it was so bad. He got out of the environment that he was supposed to be in. When he got outside of that environment, he was to die. That's what the scripture talks about. He was to die. There's people today, they got out of the right, they're not in the right environment. And they're wondering why they're facing the stress and the uh, anxiety and challenges so hard in their lives. And they're hurting so bad within, you know, it's because of the environment. You're supposed to be in the right environment for that seed that put purpose to grow. You know, and people were meant to have purpose. People were meant to be going somewhere. People were meant to be fulfilling a destiny. With their lives you know there is a beautiful destiny out there that's why jesus came he said i came to give you life and it more abundantly he came to give you that environment back is what he came to do and we can get into all the details of that but he came back to give you the environment that you needed to fulfill your purpose and plan that he has for you and it's a wonderful purpose you're going to be fulfilled when you're doing the purpose that god has for you amen jesus needs certain things to fulfill his purpose certain environment for him to fulfill his purpose, you know. You know, I, I, even birds, you know, they they have to be in the right place to fulfill their purpose, and they have to do certain things to fulfill their purpose. It's amazing. I've, it's interesting. They even put their nest up high, you know. They put their nests up high. Why do they put their nests, those nests up so high? Well, it's interesting to think about. We had one in our backyard, I forget, me and my wife at uh, the last house we were at. I thought it was kind of annoying. We had a, a nest up there, you know, and I was like, oh, man, that's kind of annoying. Well, it was, uh, sometime later, this bird has uh, laid some eggs up there, you know, and all of a sudden we see babies up there crying for food. And we see two birds flying back feeding these babies, you know, while well, the babies started growing, you know. <laughs> you know, they started getting bigger and getting bigger, you know. We're like, wow, okay. And then you see these big mouths open. They're trying to feed them, you know. And then all of a sudden babies were falling out. Of that nest we're like that's not i've never seen that happen while well, the babies would fall out and we had a dog so my wife's like hey get that baby and put it back in the nest you know i'm like okay i've never done this before so get the baby put it back in the nest you know and you know make sure we get it back up there you know put it back in the nest but they keep falling out of the nest you know we, we weren't familiar with uh, how that was supposed to work you know and but it was interesting because the the mother and father bird were watching them you know and they just let them fall out of the nest you know and you know, I don't know if they could have flown them back up there or anything like that, but they just let them fall out of the nest, you know. And, and then they would just wait for them to learn to fly on their own, you know. And they had those nests up high and it's easy for them to jump out and start practicing to fly, you know. And, uh, you know, after a while, we see one fly across the side and another one fly across the side and they're flying, trying to fly back and forth, run into the fence and whatnot in the backyard, you know, trying to develop their wings and try to fly, you know but they need the right environment they got to have a nest out there and they got to fulfill their purpose they got to have it in the right place they got to have everything to fulfill what they're called to do amen our environment is one of the most important things to finding purpose why because you're a seed right you need to talk about that to yourself often hey i'm a seed man (laughs) seeds have needs right you have some needs and, they, and you've got to be in the right environment to fulfill what, you, what you're called to do. My wife raises plants, I said earlier, and many things plants need. You know, they need water. And the seed needs water when it needs water. It needs good soil. We, go, we like to go up to the store and get some of the special soil. It has the nutrients in it that it needs you know i mean it's it's to make sure plants grow good i guess you know i'm not a farmer i don't know you know but it's supposed to make a plant grow to until it can't grow no more this special <laughs> special soil you know and, but uh she loves it she loves to grow plants she loves to she talks to the plants you know and she she'll say hey how you, you know she's like oh you're pretty you know talking to the plants you know you need that don't you you need to be encouraged don't you you need people talking to you don't you, you need to be in the right environment did you know the Bible says that the fivefold ministry are supposed to, they're supposed to edify you. They're supposed to be encouraging you to fulfill your potential. You need that environment, right, to fulfill your purpose that God's called you to do. They also need lots of light. We talked about earlier, lots of lights. You know, they, did you know that the that in heaven they're supposed to be? It's supposed to be lit up with the glory of God. Why is that? You know, so the things in heaven could fulfill their best potential, right? That light's important, right? And you are you without lights, it's not a good thing, you know? You remember talking about my son earlier in Alaska, and not having enough light. Boy, I tell you, I never forget this story about this gentleman who was depressed and his wife, they were depressed because uh, their their daughter had passed away, you know? And uh, the gentleman was really depressed, the father, you know? And he was at home and he just shut all the windows up and he just shut them all up and, you know, because he's depressed, he was mourning, you know? And, uh, it's interesting because uh, there's this well-known minister, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Eastman Curtis. He's always known for his joy and just smiling, just known for that. Eastman was just overflowing with joy all the time. I love to watch him, you know. And, uh, he came, he came over to that gentleman's house because they were good friends and he was a minister too. And, uh, he came there to encourage him, you know. And the first thing he did, he started opening those windows, you know, letting that light in, you know, encouraging, getting that light in there. You know, and some of you need light so bad. You need the glory of God back in your life. You need that light to fulfill your potential. It's important that you're getting yourself within the things you need to nurture what you're called to do. Amen. We need that light. Amen. We need that water, the word, right? We need, we need, the, we need good soil. We need all the things, you know, what is that good soil? It's that place where God puts you, right? It's where we put Adam. That's that good soil. That's the place where we put him, right? it's important that we're in the right soil and we're where we need to be, right? God gave Adam these things in the Garden of Eden, you know, and God also gave, he spoke to Jesus and had him to be in the right environment. God created the light. God put the place for him to be successful or could be a good ground, you know, put him in the good place with the good nutrients. Then God gave him a vision. You know, he spoke to Adam, told him what he was supposed to do and gave him vision for his life, you know, and God watered him with his words, you know. And uh, what happened to him when Eve left the, the environment, you know, it caused him not to fulfill his purpose that he was originally set out to do, you know? And, you know, you talk about people that walk away from God. They're, they're, they're walking away from their purpose. They're walking away from what God originally called them to do, you know? He, he, you're called to be co laborers with him to fulfill a purpose. He wants to be a part of everything you do because he loves you. And he's a good father, and he wants to see you fulfill your destiny amen so he had you know he was left to just work with his hands you know he had to go till the earth you know was that his original purpose no god had a bigger vision for him in mind and he gave him authority to do some great things amen i remember my mom taking me to church you know getting me in that environment you know and i learned me learning that purpose you know she worked hard to do that and if you got kids out there you might think about that today get them in the right environment you know so that they could fulfill what God's called them to do. My mom would take me, and she'd take all my friends, and we, after we get done, we'd go out to eat, and she'd take us out to, like, a Denny's. I don't know if y'all know what that is, a Denny's or a, or a cafe, you know, after we get done, and we'd all order a whole bunch of food, you know. <laughs> and I had this friend named Carrie, man, and he'd order as much as humanly possible, you know. He'd eat, you know, then he'd order some dessert. And we're like, man, Carrie, come on, man, that's my mom, you know. He'd, he'd get dessert, He'd He'd eat all he could eat, 15 pancakes, you know. He didn't care, you know, and my mom's all paying for it. Of course, I, my mom smoked a lot, you know. I wonder why, you know, but she, she smoked a cigarette, you know, watching them eat pancakes and eat what he had to do, and then go to church, you know. That's interesting, you know, but she she still made sure we were in the right environment. I had friends get saved like you wouldn't believe by going to church, you know, and she was responsible for that. The Lord used her to get them there and make sure that they fulfill what God called them to do, getting them in the right environment, Amen. Making sure they fulfill what God called them to do. Uh, and then I rededicated my life, and, and I'll never forget putting myself in the right environment. You know, I, I was younger when I got saved, but after the, when I rededicated my life, I started really putting myself in the right environment. I started going to my father's Bible study. He'd gotten saved, and he started doing a Bible study, and I started wanting to get teaching, you know. Then I'd go to church. I was trying to get extra word that way, and I'd go to prayer groups. And I, Spent all night praying with people, you know, and I'd be my biggest thing though, that really the environment that helped me and it may help you, you know, you may not be in a place where you can get into that type of environment, but you know, I was listening to audio tapes and i would listened to them and from great men and women of God and listen to the, their their lives and let them teach the word to me, you know, feeding that spirit, getting myself in that right environment to fulfill what God's called me to do. My seed was growing within me. Man, we're seeing blades come up, seeing it growing within me, praise the Lord. And it has to do with being in the right environment. Jesus understood to fulfill his purpose, he had to keep himself in the right environment. Let's look at that real quickly. Luke 2, Luke 2 in the 42nd verse, you say, well, man, he's giving me a bunch of scriptures. Well, yeah, you tuned into the place. We're going to get it in your veins. We're going to get you all pumped up. We want you to fulfill what God's called you to do. You know, that's my goal. You know, I don't care how long it takes me. I want to get you where you need to go. Amen. The 42nd verse is like this. It says, when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it, thinking he was in their company. They traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days of looking for Jesus, listen to this, when he's a young boy, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Listen to this now. He was in the courts, temple courts, and he's with the teachers. He was placed himself in the right environment. Jesus was big about being in the right environment. He was big about making sure that he could fulfill his destiny. So he got himself where he needed to be in an environment that was conducive to his achieving his goal that God called him to do. What are you doing about getting in the right environment? What are you doing to make sure that you're conducive to achieving what God's called you to do? What are you doing today? What, what are you doing to make that grow within you, that seed that's within you to grow, you know? You are a seed, you know? And if you're not placing yourself in the right environment, you're not ever going to accomplish what God's called you to do. Matthew 14:22 says it like this, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd and after he had dismissed them he went up to a mountainside by himself and prayed. Later that night he was he was he was there alone. He made sure that he went and spent time in God's presence. He made sure he went and spent time with God, putting himself in the right environment. You know, think about that today. You've got to be in the right environment. If Jesus needed to be in the right environment, we have to make sure we're in the right environment. Why? Because he wanted that seed of potential to grow, that seed of his dream to grow, his seed to grow and fulfill what God's called him to do. The key to finding God's purpose is the right environment. You know, I remember when I was, uh, growing in the Lord. I was like, man, I'm getting hungry and I'm wanting to grow and this this seed's growing. And man, I'll never forget going to Rama. you know, and I was under some great ministers there at Rama. you know. When I was there, Brother Hagin was there and he was one of my teachers, you know. And I got to listen at the feet and listen to Brother Hagin, you know, praise the Lord, great man of God. And I got to listen to Brother Reverend Doug Jones, another great man of God. And uh, Reverend Keith Moore, who has two large churches now and a great teacher of God right now and many more, you know, people that have done some great things for God, you know, I'm placing myself in that right environment, you know, you know, that's what you can do, you can listen to Brother Hagen right there where you're at, you can listen to these great ministers right there where you're at, Kenneth Copeland and uh, Creflo Dollar, you can, T.D. Jakes, you can listen to these great ministers of God right there where you're at, but you've got to, Put yourself in the right environment, amen? But I was getting the nutrients to grow. And then I started seeing a blade. And then I started seeing more and more of my purpose coming out, you know? And, the, you know, God has a purpose for you. And you're not ever going to have it unless you're in the right environment, amen? We've got to have the uh, the right environment to grow to be what we need to be, amen? And this brings this up here. And another point in finding purpose comes down to making choices, That's what separates you from a tree. That's what separates you from other seeds, right? Is that you have a choice to put yourself in the right environment or not in the right environment. That choice is up to you. God doesn't make us do anything. He didn't make you get saved. He doesn't make you get healed. He doesn't make you, you know, follow your purpose. He doesn't make you do anything. That's because he loves you he wants you to have that freedom of choice and he even made provision for Adam when he made wrong choices and he's making provisions for you if you've made wrong choices you know but you have a choice to make a, to get in the right environment or, ne- or or to not be in the right environment and be sad depressed and living a life that never what God called you to do you know and it has to do with you making that choice today. What is your choice going to be today? What are, you, what are you going to choose today? Are you going to choose what God wants you to fulfill? Are you going to find that hidden dream on the inside, that hidden purpose on the inside of you? Are you going to find that purpose? Are you going to put yourself in the environment to find that purpose? Well, that has to do with you putting yourself in the right environment. We have that choice. You know, My mom, thank God, she she put me in that right environment, you know? amen you know and you think about that you know as parents it's our job to put our kids in that right environment so that they can make that choice and make a good choice to fulfill that purpose you know but as adults and as we get older we've got to make that choice for ourselves you know we've got to decide hey i'm going to fulfill that purpose that god's given i may not know what it is but i'm going to let it develop i'm going to let it mature i'm going to see a blade grow i'm going to see me grow up and i'm going to see a huge purpose for my life you know it doesn't matter how old you are today. It doesn't matter how young you are today. But you have a choice to, to get yourself in the right environment to fulfill what God's called you to do. We have to be determined to get light, water, the nutrients to find the, you know, that God wants us to have and to fulfill God's purpose. Let's pray today. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy today. And, Father, we just ask, the Lord, that whoever's listening today, Father, though, that you touch them right there where they're at. Help them to be encouraged today to fulfill that purpose that you have for them, Father. They're going to be so fulfilled if they place themselves in that environment. Father, help them to be encouraged today. Help them to be strengthened, comfort them by your Holy Spirit right there where they're at, Father, and help them to fulfill what you've called them to do, Father. Help them to see how good it is to serve you and to fulfill your purpose for their life. They didn't get on this planet for no reason. You have a purpose. Of their life help them to fulfill that purpose that you called them to do, Father. We pray, and Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. If you while you're there, and we're in this uh, this um, this attitude of prayer right here. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. Oh man, I tell you, it's more wonderful to know Jesus than anything in the world. I'm just telling you right now. You know, He is wonderful. I don't care what someone's told you or or what you've heard and. You know, they may not even have any experience with him, but I'm a person who's had experience with him, and I know him, man, and he's good. Let me tell you, the Father's good, and he wants you to have a good life. If you'd like to know Jesus, let's pray this prayer together. Together, The Bible says, Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Let's pray this, just agree with me, or just repeat this after me, and believe it with all your heart. I believe God will touch you right there where you're at. Father... I just believe Jesus is risen from the dead, and I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you prayed that prayer like so many have, praise the Lord. Welcome to the family. Amen. I'm so glad you're in the family. Amen. I'm so glad you're in the family with me. We're going to go to heaven. We're going to dance down the streets together. Praise the Lord, me and you. And I'll be glad to be there well, arm in arm, shouting. Well, No more tears will be there. It's going to be wonderful. And you're going to get to be there with me. And you're going to get to fulfill the purpose God has for you here and there, I believe. Hey, if you can, write it down. The time that you got saved, the date that you got saved. Don't you ever forget it. Don't let the devil tell you that it didn't happen. You have it written down. This is when it happened. This is when we did this today. You know, it's done. And I, I can t- uh, let the enemy know, hey, I am I am saved. It happened today. It happened today. at. 5.03 central time. <laughs> I am saved. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the family again. If you'd like to let me know, I'd love to know about it. Email at Ministries at yahoo.com. And if you have a prayer request, email me there at Ministries at yahoo.com. Uh, let me know about it. We love you. And uh, we we just love to hear from you. Love to, do it. love to spend time with you. After I get down, like I said, I'll look at the comments. If you have a question or a prayer request, put it in the comments there. I'd love to minister to you. I'll be here for a few minutes there. God bless you. I hope it's you. Have a wonderful week. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.com. Thank you for listening.